What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and I'm so thrilled that we're moving forward today with Helene Godin, founder and owner of By The Way Bakery. Helene has got an extraordinary story and has been featured on many media outlets, including Martha Stewart Living Radio, MSNBC, and the New York Times, to name just a few. And I guarantee you, by the end of this episode, you're going to be very, very hungry, and you're going to want to run right out to By The Way Bakery and pick up a sweet treat or two. Welcome, Helene. How are you today? I'm terrific. Thanks, John. How are you? I'm doing great. It is wonderful to have you on the show. I'm so excited to hear a little bit more of your story. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, how you started By The Way Bakery, and a little of your journey with our listeners. Um, Sure, it would be my pleasure. I have a bit of an unusual story in that I was a lawyer for 20 plus years, and I was a really serious, workaholic, heavy-hitting, multi-million dollar kind of lawyer, Mm. and I loved it. I did both media and entertainment and uh, specialty in intellectual and I worked for organizations like NBC and Reader's Digest and Bloomberg and audible.com, which I helped sell to, to Amazon. And it was just a fantastic career with great people and great work. Everything I did every day was really interesting. But I found towards the end, the last couple of years, I was exhausted. I was wow. dragging. Yeah. As much as I loved the craft of lawyering, I was just too tired and felt like I had accomplished everything that I personally wanted to do in my legal career. And about two months before I gave notice to Bloomberg, I came to the realization that if I waited to uh, figure out what I wanted to do next while maintaining my current lifestyle of 12 to 15 hours a day of working, I, I would never figure it out because I'd, I'd be too tired. So I decided to just take a leap of faith. I quit my job. And then after four days was going out of my mind uh, <laughs> because I'm really meant to work right. and work hard. And slowly I came up with this crazy idea that I would open a bakery because I love food and I love people. And even though I had zero food service experience, the closest I came was I worked for a few months in the in the college dining hall, uh, refreshing the salad bar. Okay, far cry I from running that, a bakery. Actually. Uh, exactly. I, I decided that I would, you know, just dive in and explore all avenues of running a small business, something I'd never done. Understanding food service, something, again, I'd never done, and baking, which was also, believe it or not, something I'd never done. So, Helene, what inspired you to open a bakery? Um, Well, I wanted to do something local Mm -hmm. within my community. As I said, I was interested in something food service-based. And to be honest, I figured a bakery had more regular hours and was less overwhelming than a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. And so, as you mentioned, you had zero experience other than, you know, uh, working in the dining hall in college. So how did how did you get started? I know a lot of Moving Forward listeners may be thinking the same thing. Oh, I, I, I would love to do something different. 
and you know, being a lawyer myself, it's so it's difficult to kind of get out of the mindset. Well, this is what I've been trained to do, and this is what I should be doing, and I've been doing it for many years. But how do you make that leap? It's really hard, yeah. and it's really scary, and no one should do it lightly, regardless of their financial resources. Uh, but what I did is once I made the decision, I did it with such fierce tenacity. Mm. I mean, I spent as many, if not more hours researching how I was going to build my little business than I ever spent as an attorney. And I worked really hard as an attorney. I mean, yeah. there was never a day off. And I did research on every component. I mean, it could take me... 12 hours to do a test batch of muffins because I'd get carried away researching egg whites and mm. I would be into screen number 30 on Google. Yeah. I just needed to know everything I could. Yeah. Well, if there's one thing that you come away with uh, having practiced law and spending that many years in the profession is top-notch research skills. So I, it's, you know, it sounds like you were able to really put those to use in really learning the ins and outs and dig deep and find out what really it takes to start a business like this. Well, it was also a lot of observation. It wasn't just sitting in my computer, mm -hmm. in my off home office or at my desk at my computer. It was really everywhere I went, I was like a sponge taking in what would be applicable to what I'm hoping to do next. Yeah. Whether it was a restaurant with a typeface on the menu, or it was a store that had really cool light bulbs, or it was somebody's home that had an interesting color scheme. I was always, always, always thinking about what I could take from the world and apply to what I was hoping to do. I think that's such a great, great share. And, and Helene, how did you come up with the name By The Way Bakery? Well, so once I decided this, that I was going to pursue this wacky idea of opening a bakery, I realized I also, as I said, wanted to do it in my little town. It's it's a, a village in Westchester County, New York, so it's only 45 minutes from Midtown Manhattan, but it's not accessible, which is one of its appeals. Mm. The, um, the rule of retail is you want 360 access, that customers can come to you from all directions. Yes. In Hastings, it's on the river. Mm -hmm. It's called Hastings on Hudson, after the Hudson River, which means you've already cut off 180. Because no one's coming by boat to my bakery. <laughs> Not yet, at least, right? <laughs> right. And then it's 11 minutes off the parkway. There's no, you know, we're not part of any strip mall, so, which is, again, it's all part of the charm of living here. So basically, I had a straight line, Yonkers, Hastings, Dobbs Ferry, instead of a circle. And so I needed to come up with a, a business to where people would travel, a destination. And so... While I was sort of pursuing this crazy idea, I found myself in a supermarket, something that I didn't usually do because I was always at work. And I'm very fortunate that my my husband did all the grocery shopping. In fact, <laughs> in fact, when I called him and said, I'm quitting my job, he said, I have only one request. The way I relax is that I make dinner every night. Oh. May I continue doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How lucky am I? <laughs> no. Nevertheless, I, I started going to the supermarket and I noticed in this very brief period, and this was the spring summer of 2010, mm -hmm. that the gluten-free section was exploding. That yeah. one week I'd go and there'd be a quarter of a shelf and the next week it would be a whole strip of shelving and the week after that it would double. Yeah. Wow. 
And I decided since I don't know how to bake anyway with conventional ingredients, I'll teach myself how to bake gluten-free. And I decided, though, that I wanted the local traffic and I wanted, because I'm so determined, for the products to be as good as conventional baked goods. So I named it By The Way Bakery. I love it. As in, oh, by the way, that delicious cookie, muffin, fill in the blank, uh, happens to be gluten-free and dairy-free, but mostly it's just fabulous. Yeah. Well, what I love what you've done is you've taken a phrase, by the way, which we kind of think of as an afterthought, and you've kind of put it at the forefront. And I love how you were able to, just by doing your research, by growing to the grocery store, you were able to recognize that there's a need here. There's a growing need for gluten-free products. They're very popular, and you, you were able to really define a very, very cool niche to start your business in. Well, you know, and and two things. First, as I said, part of my process in building my business was being observant, paying attention everywhere I went. And I happened to seize on what I saw at the supermarket. But, you know, to your listeners, it's really just about being aware in the moment all the time to figure out maybe it's not gluten-free. Maybe it's size three ladies' shoes. Maybe it's, you know, a, a, a board game that, that will bring people together that no one's thought of. Whatever it is, it's, you can, your environment can provide the source of inspiration. I absolutely love it. Well, Helene, this leads perfectly into my next question. As someone who does so much, how do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? Well, it's, it's funny. When we had talked before about preparing for the interview and I saw the word conquer, it, it, it affected me because yeah. I don't view it as conquering. Okay. I really view it as a, an opportunity. Mm. I'm excited. There's no, yes, there will be challenges, but I'm not, I'm not viewing that conquering sort of has a negative connotation to me, whereas I have it as seizing the day. Mm. Carpe diem. Em, embracing the day. How am I going to embrace the day and make someone happy, make yeah. a difference? Yeah. I love that because you've reframed it as instead of seeing it as I have a mountain of challenges, I have opportunities in front of me. And if I have an, an opportunity to make someone happy, to serve my customers or just be observant to these opportunities, it really does shift your mindset into something that's much more positive. I really love that. Thank you. And Helene, as you know, part of the career and the entrepreneurial journey is about sometimes facing challenges, setbacks, failures. And I was wondering if you could share with our listeners a time where maybe you faced a setback and it felt like at the time it was really insurmountable, but it ended up being a lesson in when it's the right time to pivot or shift course. Uh, sure. I actually, I was, I had started earlier and I had said I had two things and then I lost, we got so excited about the yes. first thing that <laughs> I didn't share the second thing, which is that our, our bakery is not just gluten-free, it's dairy-free, right? And when I first started down the path, I thought I was actually going to do gluten-free vegan. And I was really stuck on that concept. And I would bake, bite, throw out, bake, bite, throw out, and I just couldn't get it right. Yeah. And instead of saying, but this is my business plan, this is my model, I'm going to go for it, I said, hey, what happens if I throw a few eggs in? And I still get the broad swath of both people who are allergic to gluten and people who are lactose intolerant or allergic to dairy, but I have the benefit of eggs. Yeah. 
And I will never forget, I have, I was, I would show up at people's homes in the middle of the night. I make cupcakes. You want to try them? <laughs> These were your, your, your beta testers? Your, your, My your beta test testers. One of whom is uh, Jenny Rosenstrack. She lives across the street from me. She writes a wonderful blog called Dinner Love Story and has published three. I think she's working on her fourth book. Oh, wow. And I was very fortunate that not only is she a friend, she agreed to be a taster. And the email I got from her after I dropped off the first batch of cupcakes where I had pivoted, it said, wow, what a difference an egg makes. Wow, really? Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. So I love that story. So what was the reaction of the people that you would you would visit in the middle of the night? I'm assuming these are probably people you knew and neighbors and you would show up with these baked goods. I mean, people who probably knew you as this really successful, hardworking attorney. And now you're showing up at their door with with muffins and baked goods. Well, it was. I only gave it to friends and family because yeah. you get arrested if you ring people's doorbells <laughs> in the middle of the night with cupcakes. Although I bet there are, are some people who would probably appreciate a, a very tasty yes. muffin in the middle of the night. So, yes, hey, I'm the cupcake fairy. Um, but I made it really, really clear to them that they needed to be ruthless, brutal. Yeah. Don't kid me yeah. because I'm putting my heart and soul into this. So don't tell me it tastes good if you're then going to, not only that you're not going to spit it out, not only that you're not going to finish it, but that you didn't love it to mm. the last bite. I made that really, really clear. I did not want to be humored. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there were many people who looked at me so askew because they're like, your whole identity is wrapped into designer suits, high heels, and the corporate world. Mm. What are you doing with an apron? <laughs> Did you, I mean, did you have conversations with friends and family who were wondering why you were making such a radical trajectory uh, shift? Well, the people always knew I was crazy because I would always throw myself into If I mean, when I wasn't working like a crazy person, we would be throwing a wacky party for a friend or um, going on some food adventure. So it's, you know, I always try to live a little bit on the edges. Mm-hmm. So they weren't shocked. But yeah, there were people who said, why would you give up this career? Particularly because the legal profession is um, constricting. Yeah. You have a great gig. They really like you. It's a wonderful, steady paycheck. Why would you stop? And I just said, because I'm done. I'm really fortunate for the last 20 plus years. Yeah. But I'm done. I need a second act. Yeah. Yeah. And was it hard to hear that from from people who are close to you? I know I've talked to a lot of people and, and I've had this in my journey where you hear people say, well, why are you doing this? You know, you have the steady paycheck. You you've done you've worked so hard. You've spent so many years in this career. Sometimes it, it can be very difficult. So what was it that kind of kept you on track that, you know, this is what I need to be doing and I, I need to push forward? I was so enjoying the process of what I was building. Mm. I really, even though, as I said, I think I worked harder than when I yeah, when I handled I the uh, the tender offer from Amazon to to, for, to acquire Audible. But I was so I found it all so interesting that like wow, like you you whip egg whites, but if you whip them too much, they're going to collapse. Or you know, what is the difference between baking powder or baking soda? Or you know. What are the rules on cartons and containers? I mean, it was just a whole gamut of stuff. And I just, I, I love to learn yeah. and I love to grow. So it, it was just 
that that's what motivated me. And it was hard because, you know, I mean, there was a point shortly after I opened where I did, a, it's called a demo. You give out free samples at a supermarket. You've, you've experienced that, I assume. Yes, yes. And I stood with my, in the local supermarket. They were very nice to host me. And it was Super Bowl Sunday. Mm. Nobody wanted to even try a chocolate chip cookie. They all wanted Doritos and salsa. Oh. And they wanted to get home to the game. And I'm standing there. They had positioned me. The supermarket was jammed. So my back was to the produce fridge. Oh, my goodness. And I'm in jeans and my Converse sneakers and my little apron and my By the Way Bakery hat thinking, you're out of your mind. Oh, my. <laughs> it's one of those moments when I, you kind of step out of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I thought, no. I'm going to do this. I'm going to see if I can grow this business. That's awesome. That's that's really, really incredible. And uh, Helene, I, I've got to ask, I mean, starting a business, especially one where you, you have no experience in, I mean, I imagine, and you can confirm this, it's as hard, if not harder, than what you were doing before because you're starting completely from scratch. Everything is on you. I mean, fr- right down to the branding, to the product. I mean, y- you must have been spending as many hours, if not more, getting this off the ground. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. My son and I were just talking the other day because we've started really um, blowing out our branding. Yeah. And what, what from the when I was researching packaging, what had evolved is we tie every box and they're almost all compostable, recyclable, environmentally friendly, sustainable, etc. I mean, we'd never use a plastic bag. And every box is tied with raffia. And I, again, part of observation, I happened to be at one of the restaurants owned by a famous New York restaurateur. And he had at the hostess counter business cards for the other restaurants he owned. And they were all beautiful, heavy stock and die cut. Each one was a different shape. Yeah. And I thought, I'm going to incorporate that. And I turned it, I worked with my, my designer and I had 15 different designs hanging on my pantry door. My son and I, as I said, we're just talking about how, how crazy it was. I was sitting there for a week as, as anyone who walked in, I would get their opinion. And what we ended up with was a, um, a hang tag that we, we stick some raffia through and we tie a bow and it looks like a gift. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh-huh. And, and I'm really, really proud of that look, but, but we talk about you don't stop researching and you don't stop growing because we've just recently decided let's really amp up the use of a hang tag. And now we have a giant hang tag on both sides of our delivery van and a <laughs> giant hang tag on both sides of our shopping bag where it used to be a very modest, simple shopping bag. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that because, again, it incorporates what you talked about earlier, which is observation, just being observant and seeing those business cards in the, on that heavy stock. And that has led to the giant hang, hang tags. I think that is that's really just very creative. And I love how you've been able to connect all of these different threads together and to continue to grow that business. Right. And I'm not af- I'm not afraid of that. You, I use the expression you had said, what was it like? It's, it can be like standing naked on Main Street. Yeah. Because the people who know you, you've, you've flipped your identity, and it's really, really scary. But it was, it was something I, I just in my soul needed to do. And I, ke- I continually love doing it because, as I said, originally we were modest, humble in our, in our branding, and now we scream it from the rooftop. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, Helene, we're now going to move into what I call the Knowledge Burst Session. And this is where our guests share three resources and tips that can help our listeners move forward. So, Helene, I'd like to ask you, has there been any particular media resource? And it can be a particular movie, book, song. If Since you're in New York, I'm going to add to this play. Or cultural experience that inspired you to move forward. Oh, I think that it's constant. That any time I go into... Again, it goes back to observation. Anytime I go into any sort of retail establishment, whether it's food or otherwise, mm-hmm. I am just soaking it in and thinking about what I can, what I can extract from it that I can then, cre- you know, shift and create and tweak and, and make my own. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It, it sounds like you're a sponge. You're just soaking it all in. That's that's really so. To say that it was one thing, you know, yeah, I saw Julia, Julie, Julie, and Julia. <laughs> Uh, um, I thought it was an adorable movie, but that's not what propelled me forward. Yeah. Okay. I think that's really, really cool. And, and in other words, you you are getting inspired constantly by different things that you're observing in your day-to-day. And I think an important facet of that is that you're getting out there and you're not just staying in one place. You are con- constantly observing. You're constantly visiting and seeing what other people are doing and then taking the best of that, making it your own and incorporating that so that you can better serve your customers and, and find more about how I can grow this business and really serve my customers better. I think that's really cool. Right. And, and I think that, you know, this, we've been talking for a while now, that's the first time the word customer has come up. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's really what my business is about. Mm. It's not about how pretty the packaging is. It's not about how delicious the layer cake is. It's really, did I make someone happy today? Mm. I view every customer and I share, I, I emphasize and reemphasize this with my staff. Our customers are our guests from the moment they mm. walk in the door. Yeah. And there is nothing that makes me happier than a follow-up email that says, oh my God, not only did my five-year-old love his birthday cake, but all his friends enjoyed it too. And nobody knew that it was gluten or dairy-free. It was just a celebration. Wow. That's really, I mean, what more could you ask for than that? I think that's really, really powerful. Well, Helene, as someone who does so much, again, you started this business. It's growing. It's keeping you very busy. And again, your mission, you want to make your customers as happy as possible to bring them joy. Share a daily practice or habit that you have for prioritizing and managing your busy schedule. Oh, <laughs> I think I think that that the better way to describe me is frenetic. <laughs> that I I pop out of bed like a slice of toast in a toaster. That's a great image. <laughs> I sometimes before I even brush my teeth, I race downstairs to check my email, check my phone because I'm very proud. The one true discipline I have is that I keep my phone far away from my bedroom. Oh, that's a good one. That's a, I think that's a that's a very healthy practice. It's tethered to me during waking hours. <laughs> but at yeah. least when I At least it's yeah, it's almost to the point where it's like an appendage and it, it's good that you're able to separate that and just kind of put it away in the evening. Yes. So so I'll go downstairs and I'll check my email and my plan may have been to send out three wedding proposals and write a press release, but in fact someone called out sick in a store or there's a last minute bar mitzvah tasting or uh, the kitchen needs um, a little bit of guidance on product development. So it's 
the plan I may have had when I went to sleep or even when I woke up in the morning is ever changing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's really important for people to who are seeking to be entrepreneurs to understand that. Like when I was a lawyer at Bloomberg, I pretty much knew I'd be sitting at my desk for 10 hours <laughs> writing various contracts. And the contracts may change and negotiations may change right. and there might be a new story that I needed to vet because the the uh, I was the backup libel lawyer. Um, so there was, there was definitely variety, but not like this. I mean, I have three locations. I have a kitchen. I have a staff of 58. I have thousands of customers. There's always going to be a change. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an important lesson that when you take that entrepreneurial leap, you just have to be prepared and you have to be very flexible, especially if you're coming from a very traditional profession like law, where it, there's a lot of predictability. Sure, there are certain things that, that change, but it is a whole different world. It's a 180 from what you were doing before. And, and I think that, that um, you know, I get emails, oh, I'd love to do what you do. And I respond to everyone and I love talking to people about it. But people should also take a step back and think, do I really need to change? Hmm. I may actually, I had a couple of bad weeks, but on the whole, I love what I do. Not everyone has to build a startup. Instead, they can find ways to to tweak their day-to-day work while in its existing in its existing framework rather than going from lawyer to bakery owner. And yeah. that's okay too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Helene, do you have, I mean, as someone who is as self-described frenetic, do you have any tools that you use to, that really help help you during the day? Do you have a favorite app, website, or resource that you refer back to? I Google all day long. Yeah, Google. Yeah. yeah I just Google all day long. <laughs> <laughs> the universe's like, library, yeah, I, right? Yes, yeah, like, I like, oh, ping pong cake. Let me see. <laughs> Well, do you have a specific or, use of Google that that you have found very helpful in using that as a tool? A specific use? It's it, it's just an idea pops in my head, and I gotta look it up. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and Tried it, and true. It, it, you know, even if it, even if it's, uh, um, I was at our, our Upper West Side store in Manhattan yesterday, and lovely gentleman introduced himself, and I said, "You look very familiar." And you look like an actor. I said, you have the posture. And I actually said, and I'm not hitting on you, but are you an actor? Because you're really good looking. (laughs) (laughs) And then he said, yes, I I am. And um, after he left, I said, guys, who was he? And they they told me and they said, he's he's dating another famous, uh, famous actress. And the two of them are regular customers. And, you know, it had nothing to do with baked goods. But I immediately picked up my phone and Googled him and his girlfriend. (laughs) <laughs> it's, the, it's the power of that knowledge right at your right at your fingertips isn't that it's incredible I, isn't it it's exactly and that's why i have no time for television that's why i didn't recognize him he's apparently the, the star of a major tv oh, series wow. <laughs> well at least you have google to bring you up to speed on these things <laughs> exactly to keep me culturally aware yeah yeah, very cool. Well, those are great knowledge bursts, Helene, and I know that our listeners are going to benefit from all of them. So thank you so much for sharing those. Oh, it's my pleasure. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest 
along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Helene, we have listeners from many different backgrounds, walks of life in many parts of the world, and some of whom are struggling. They're, they're trying to figure out, okay, do I, do I stay where I am right now? And as you said, make those tweaks, or do I make a leap and do I try something else? So what is one thing that moving forward listeners can start doing today to get them on the right course or the right direction? Well, I think I, 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 the way I came to it and what I still do today is I'm not a journaler. I don't keep a, a notebook. Mm-hmm. I, I email myself. Oh, interesting. And I know that somewhere on my phone there's a notes section. Yeah. But I don't even use that. Yeah. I just send myself, and this can go also back to a tool that I use. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very simple. I send myself emails. I, I, I do that with reminders. <laughs> so if I have something important yeah. I, and it's coming from me, I know I have to remember it. Yeah. <laughs> right? So send yourself an email saying, great day today mm. or bad day today. Yeah. Or here's a thought on a next career. Or here's a thought on making my career better. Yeah. I love it because it's, it's, it's right there. And it's something that, I mean, if you're reading it and it's coming from yourself, it, it takes a little bit of a different take when you look at it maybe an hour later or even the next day later. So I think that's a really good piece of advice. And everyone's on email all the time anyway. <laughs> so you might as well be emailing yourself, right? <laughs> but, but I stopped to pick up your journal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Helene, what is next for you? Uh, we are in the process of building, it's very scary, but we are building a 7,000-square-foot commissary kitchen. Wow. Yeah, uh, 20 miles north of our existing kitchen, which is in the back of our tiny little storefront. Yeah. So the commissary will be eight times the size of the kitchen we currently have. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's Congratulations. Thank you. And we're doing it because we have such a strong passion and belief in the power of By the Way. Yeah. And we don't have room now. It's, it would be impossible. So we're going to use that kitchen to amp up our wholesale business mm-hmm. because we're in Ken Whole Foods. We're in Manhattan and two in Westchester. We're in all uh, we're in all eight in Manhattan and, and two in Westchester County. And we, if we got an order, we couldn't fill it today for an, for an eleventh. Wow! Wow! That's great. But we're hoping to to expand and go into more uh, wholesale avenues, more restaurants, work with more caterers. And we'll probably open a few more storefronts. And we have to be very particular. It has to be just the sure. right neighborhood. Sure. I mean, it really has to fit the... I mean, you've created such a unique brand with By The Way. And I, I can imagine that the location, the feel, the neighborhood, all of that comes into play in, in deciding where it is you're going to expand. Exactly. And coming full circle, it's all about the research. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Helene, how can our listeners learn more about you, more about By The Way Bakery, and learn all of these great, great things that you're up to? Uh, Well, my first and foremost request would be as many um, of those who can should come visit us at one of our three stores and actually taste our big bits. Yeah. Yeah. Because I am so proud of the quality of what we offer. Um, and I, you know, our, our baked goods are not only delicious, people walk in and they say, I'm sorry, I'm looking for the gluten-free bakery. This looks too nice. 
And that's the, the, the best compliment I yeah. can get. But and also experience our customer service and our our branding and the look and feel of our stores because the three stores are all similar, yet each one is different due to architectural constraints and and different, slightly different variations on the customer base. But if you can't get to New York, then do the obvious: follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Yeah, and the website is btwbakery.com, and we'll have all of that posted on our website. Wonderful. Well, Helene, I want to thank you so much. I know you have such a busy schedule, but I want to thank you for taking the time to speak with our listeners, to share your journey, your knowledge bursts, and to help our listeners move forward. Thank you so much. Well, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity. I love sharing my story. And if I can inspire one person, and whether that's to inspire them to make the leap and start a business or embrace what they're currently doing and just tweak it to find happiness in, on the current path, I will have had a great day. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much. You take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Moving forward, listeners, what an inspiring story. One of the things that really struck me about Helene is how much passion she has, not only for her business, but for her customers. And that's at the heart of starting any business. But a couple of other things that I think Helene touched on, which I think are really important for you listeners, that finding your passion doesn't necessarily mean quitting your day job. And we've had a couple of other guests talk about this as well. And I like what Helene talked about. Sometimes you have to fall in love with your career again by making certain tweaks, making certain changes. If you feel that you're burning out or maybe it doesn't excite you the way the way it once did. It's like any other type of relationship. You've got to put the work in to find the joy, to find the passion. Or if you decide, hey, I think I need to move on to the next chapter. What I love about Helene's story is that she was a very successful lawyer. She'd spent many years in this incredible career and loved it. But she also felt that, hey, it is time for me to move on to the next chapter. And for many of you, it might be time to move on to your next chapter. And finally, the power of observation. We've had a lot of great guests share so many wonderful knowledge bursts, but I think Helene touched on something that I think really keeps her in the moment and very present, is that observation. Everywhere she goes, she learns, she observes, she soaks it in, and she's able to take the best of what she observes and what she learns from others and incorporate it into a business so that she can not only build the branding and build the business, but serve her customers better. Take this to heart, moving forward, listeners. And of course, to learn more about Helene, By The Way Bakery, and I know where I'm headed next time I'm up in New York, and I hope you will as well, and all of our extraordinary guests, check us out at bemovingforward.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And join us next week for another extraordinary guest. Until then, always be moving forward and have a great week. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.